crazy freak. Vapid whore. What did you just call me? Just help me with this bow tie, would you? Wow. Wow, Zach, I never realized how sexy you are in a tux. Okay, Kyle, let's not have a clothes fluke. We've been together for four years. Wait, what's that sound? Oh, the beeping? That's the tracker that was put on me by the German Property Brothers. I need some wet toilet paper. Oh, yeah, that's going to help. This week, the Buffy gays bust out the balloons and crepe paper as we recap Season 3, Episode 5 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Homecoming. We'll share behind-the-scenes trivia while we help each other choose a dress for Homecoming. We'll put down our ridiculously large deposit for Slayer Fest 2022 in dirty but non-consecutive bills as we rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the episode while we lose Homecoming Queen to two random girls. So print out your shy yet deep flyers. Cast your votes and get ready to eat some finger food that may or may not contain actual fingers with your Buffy Mmm, Finger. Mm, nom nom. Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth. We invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy, Buffy Gaze. Hey, Zach. Hello. Uh, what is up? Not much, my guy. <laughs> my d- bro. <laughs> Bruh. How's it going, bro? <laughs> my dude. <laughs> um, quick disclaimer, if you hear a strange tapping noise, Zach has got a new microphone stand that is uh, clamped to the table and our cat is in between us, twitching his tail and thwacking it against the table, so... You may hear a strange tapping noise. Mm. I don't have the heart to to push him off the table. Pay no attention to the cat on the table. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, I have something to address. Address. Address away. <laughs> so, um, in Faith, Hope, and Trick, uh, we didn't address this last episode because we didn't release Faith, Hope, and Trick until this week because our timeline is uh, slightly changed. Uh, so, anyway, in Faith, Hope, and Trick, uh, I don't remember exactly what we said, but we were talking about the point in the episode where Eliza Dushku, as Faith, says a boot, mm-hmm. basically. It's more like a boat, a boat, something like that. It's very strange. Anyway, we may or may not have alluded to the fact, to the idea that that was a Canadian accent. Uh, I feel like at least I probably like went down kind of hard on that. We made fun of it. I thought Eliza Dushku was Canadian until before posting an Instagram post this week. I googled it, and she is not Canadian at all. She does not even have any Canadian family that I know of either. So, mm. <laughs> uh, just in case you were yelling at us through your uh, 
devices that Eliza Dushku is not Canadian and does not have a Canadian accent. <laughs> Sorry, boot it. Uh, I was telling this to Zach, and he's like, but did we say she's Canadian? And I was like, well, we probably didn't say the words, Eliza Dushku is Canadian. And we just kind of went back and forth with that for several minutes. And I'm going to spare spare you. We've already had that conversation. <laughs> it's very important to put this disclaimer. Incredibly. Well, I can't have people <laughs> thinking that I think Eliza <laughs> Dushku is Canadian. Yes. That would be the height of scandal. It certainly would, actually. <laughs> I would, <laughs> Eliza Dushku would be so mad at us. Mm. I know she's an avid listener. <laughs> All right, Zach. Do you have trivia for homecoming? Nah. Just kidding. I do. What, oh, that so. joke never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do it every time. <laughs> homecoming first aired on Tuesday, November 3rd in 1998. The episode was directed by regular series writer David Greenwalt who previously directed Reptile Boy and Bad Eggs, both in Mm -hmm, season two. mm -hmm. Uh, This is also the final Buffy script to be written by Greenwald, uh, as he shifted his attention to Angel. Taking my my writer. (laughs) In your face! You bitch. Anyway, do you uh, have anything else to say? I was going to say that it was written by David Greenwald, but... (sighs) You already said that, so... Mm. Well, the episode's <laughs> ruined. Might as well throw it away. <laughs> guess I don't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Okay, well, since you took my shit, how about we get into our detailed episode shit. discussion? <laughs> you took my shit. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I wasn't done with the trivia, man. Oh, okay. You asked me about the writer, though. Okay. Because you usually do the writer part. We'll continue right there. Then. <laughs> Anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller apparently broke a bone in her hand during filming this oh episode. Oh, no. Uh, this is the, um, let's see, we've, the second time we are meeting Lyle Gorch. We saw him yes. first time in Bad Eggs. The return of Lyle Just Gorch. Just a little reminder there. And apparently the Gorches are the only example um, so far in the show of vampires getting married. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it has not happened. Vampire so marriage is what brings us here today. All right, the cat is no longer on the table. I don't know if you could hear his, him jumping off, but he's gone now. He jumps off very dramatically every time. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, Zach, do you want to give the disclaimer before we jump into the episode? I certainly do. So uh, it's time for us to move on to the segment where we dive deep into the episode and share our thoughts. So deep. But be not as scared. If you haven't seen the whole series. Be not scared. There shan't be any spoilers. There shan't! No spoilers save the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest. Mm. <laughs> you got a cheek on your first day. Cheeky, it. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. We begin at school and the Scoobies are talking about homecoming and With how they're going to take a limo. Contemplative cookie buffy. Yes, contemplative cookie buffy. The most contemplative of seasons. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, they are, uh, they're they're discussing the limo and the cost. Xander's like, well, we could take a public bus because Xander's poor. We know this. And uh, Cordelia's like, oh, and Oz offers his van. And Cordelia's like, the homecoming queen does not go in a van. Hmm. Uh, so, oh, and Willow is excited about the idea of a limo because of how cuddlesome it is. <laughs> So cuddlesome. And they ask Buffy about whether she's going to go to homecoming 
And she's like, eh, I'm not sure. And Scott like kind of moseys on up as they're talking. Oz would like it that I said Solid that word. Use of the word mosey. Yes. And uh, so while Scott's there, they're like all awkward. And <laughs> Cordelia's like, wait, has Scott not asked Buffy to homecoming yet? <laughs> <laughs> and Buffy's like, thanks, Cordelia. Humil- humiliation really looks good with my skin or something like that. <laughs> uh, and he's like. Uh, I I wasn't sure. I thought you might think it was lame, blah, 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 but I want to go if you want to go. Yeah, I, s- I mean, so I mean, we kind of get like from last episode, right? That I mean, Angel is back and Buffy knows uh-huh. it now, and so you know she was kind of sneaking off to go be with him a bunch, and it sort of started this downfall of her and Scott's relationship. Yes, and it's very evident to from a, the beginning to a point in this episode where like. <laughs> her friends seem to have even forgotten that they were together. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny because, I mean, he was just like, she was having lunch with him in the last episode. But yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's still here. And uh, I, it's very, like, what a flimsy excuse. Like, I thought you would think it was like weird or lame or did, wouldn't want to go. Like, did you talk to her about it? Like, did I she think, say that? I think it's supposed to, like, there's a lot in this scene that's supposed to just indicate they just really have not been Well, yeah, very from, close the, from the narrative recently. perspective, yes. But his, I'm saying his excuse was really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you haven't talked to her about it, why would you assume that? Like, And even if she didn't want to go, I'm sure she'd appreciate being asked. So, mm-hmm. whatever. So, uh, they decide they want to go together. He ends up asking her... And uh, Buffy decides she's going to call it a night. And uh, she tells Scott she's excited about the dance. And they kiss. So we uh, now see Angel pacing in front of a pot fireplace at the mansion. And uh, he hears Buffy come up from, or senses maybe, I think he, hear, he hears her, come up from behind like this curtain that goes out into that courtyard where they had part of their fight. I was like, it's just... There's just a curtain wall. Yeah, that was strange. But I think it's like, I think there's like glass doors that are just already open. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember the exact layout of this from uh, from Becoming. So, I, I but I thought the same thing. I was like, it's just curtains. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a soup container full of blood. I guess, <laughs> I guess Buffy's been going to the butcher shop for Angel. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's very funny to me to think of a butcher in like his shop. First of all, a butcher shop in Sunnydale, like my small town didn't have a butcher shop. Uh, but also um, just like this 17 year old girl going into a butcher shop in like, I don't know, a big burly, like, I don't know, bald man in a bloodstained apron. And she's like, hey, can I have like a few gallons of blood? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the idea is funny to me. In uh, if I were that butcher, I'd be like, is this bitch going to do like a carry situation? I mean, it's Sunnydale. I'm sure people request blood for things all the time. True. I, I mean, I, I, he at least has had one uh, customer come in for blood all the time right after sunset, whose name was Angel. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's not my regular blood guy. Yes. Uh, hey, that's not my regular blood guy. So uh, she asked how Angel's doing, and he goes, it hurts. Uh, so she starts to leave, and she turns back for a second because she wants to tell him that she hasn't told anyone. She hasn't told Giles. And when she says that, he's like, Giles. Because he's remembering that he tortured Giles. Mm. Fun. And almost with a chainsaw. Right. <laughs> um, almost got librarian all in the carpet. Ugh. Yes. Uh, thankfully, Spike didn't have to clean it out. Uh, so she's like, I- I- they wouldn't understand. I'm not telling them. 
and uh, they wouldn't understand that you're better, but I'm going to keep helping you get better. Uh, but I'm a senior and like I'm working really hard at school and I'm even thinking about college, which is nice for Buffy. I think before, like she kind of wrote it off a little bit, like in what's my line. So it's Mm. nice that she's thinking about college about some future stuff. And she says she's involved with someone. And then like Angel like turns and he's like, what? He doesn't say anything. He just has this expression on his face and it kind of scares her. And uh, then he touches her jacket, which is Angel's jacket that he gave her in season one. Damn. Uh, She tells him that Scott makes her happy and that's what she needs right now. She needs someone she can count on, which is kind of like a, if I were Angel, I'd be like, oh, that's like really sad. (laughs) You can't count on me. Mm -hmm. You can't count on me to turn, not turn evil. Right. Well, and I mean, uh, I just made a really weird sound. My throat. (laughs) It. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Wah." laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of funny to to me too to like have her kind of telling him these small problems after he spent like hundreds of years in a hell yeah, dimension. He's like, I've been tortured for centuries, and at this she's point. like, I'm worried about college. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Also, must be nice. It's this is like we've already started it in like beauty and the beasts when she decided not to tell anyone. Mm. But like one thing about this season that I'm hoping to get more insight on as we watch it is why exactly she feels like she can't tell anyone. Cause like they were already like planning on trying to cure him and becoming. So like, what were they going to do after curing him? Mm-hmm. Like, were they going to act like he was still eat? I don't They were going to be like, well, now you understand <laughs> why we have to kill you. Yes. you hold still while we do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I understand like maybe she maybe she wants to get him better, like less feral before she like tells everyone. I think it's there's more. Yeah, me. I to me. Well, OK, so I think I was kind of thinking about this, too, because and I don't want to delve into it too much but yeah we'll have I don't more time feel like the show does just a great job of explaining a lot of the, around this and um like it does make sense that he comes back and her being like okay he's back but he's like really wild looking uh-huh and acting yeah and like if other people know this they're they're more likely to just be like well let's just kill him just in case uh-huh. And she's like, but I know he was cured. So yeah, I want to see that if does I can make rehabilitate him. Uh yeah, well it'll be it'll be interesting to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. That that's all I'm gonna say now. So uh she leaves, we cut to school the next day, right after she says she needs someone she can count on. Mm-hmm. And that's when Scott says, I don't think we should see each other anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun uh transitions. Yes. In this episode. Imagine a transition from one line to a scene that contains a line that has something to do with that line or an action that has something to do with that line. That's never happened in this show. Never. Not once. Uh, so it's uh, as I, I noted here that she was seeing Angel in the dark and giving him blood and stuff. And now she's talking to Scott outside and it's open mm. and it's bright. So, hmm, some visual stuff there. Mm. <laughs> so he, so he's, he's probably not even a vampire. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- maybe there's a different kind of vampire we don't know about. So, 
Um, he's talking about, he was like, you were just so full of life before and now you're distracted all the time. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm not dis- I'm, I know I've been distracted, it's fine. Like she tries to kind of fight back a little bit, but he's not into it. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he leaves. It's very, very awkward, a very awkward interaction. And mm. we see Buffy sad in her purse and her little pink shirt. And they do that little like transition thing where it's like she's standing there. And I was like, oh, it's, she's just been staying there for a long time. I was like, oh, no, he's just like yeah, it's 10 very feet weird. down the hall. Uh huh. It's like it, it show, it's like the camera changes to show the passage of like 10 seconds. Right. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, This is like, Maybe I mean, it was you like can. You're stretching it out because it was like really painful or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. This is like, uh, okay, you're. Or somebody l- bumped into the camera. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they had to. They had to take another shot. So, um, you're allowed to break up with whoever you want, and like for whatever reason, basically. But I was like, Scott, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you could you could have talked about this or something. It's almost like, like Scott sucks. I mean, yeah, I was kind of, I was like on the Scott's okay train before, but now I'm like, Scott, what's going on? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. This probably did, or like, you know, Scott knowing like what would happen did probably kind of taint my opinion of him a little bit, but I still stand by like, he was just so overly like, it's just, it's just a weird, sickly sweet kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. It's just like the minute he realizes she's kind of distracted, he's like, okay, I'm a bounce. Goodbye. Well, and you know, he is, you know, going a through a lot. Boy. He did have his two best yeah. friends from childhood just get, mur- well, well, murder, not murder, suicide, murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were both murdered. That's yeah. true. Um, one of them was in de- self-defense. Uh, yeah, so I was like, Okay, well, fuck you now, Scott. I don't think you're cute or nice anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, oh, again, but again, you are allowed to break up with people, but also, fuck you. Scotty doesn't know. So, <laughs> yes. So while uh, Scott is walking away from Buffy, we cut to the German property brothers spying <laughs> on her. I don't, I don't know why. They don't look like the property brothers, but it's the thing where there's like twins. They're twins. They're, and yeah, men. And they're generically like conventionally Western attractive. I just wrote studly twins and van creepers. Yes. Uh, so they're spying on Buffy. Why are they spying oh, on Buffy? I also, damn it. Uh-oh, what? <laughs> I missed it. God damn it, When Zach. Scott said he was sorry. What? And I was like, he's sorry. He's, he's sorry, 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 my ass. <laughs> yeah. Watch the craft if you haven't. Anyway. Uh, oh, uh, and they're in this van and they have this really tiny TV embedded in the wall. Uh-huh. And they but have like, a little like baby cell phone. with it does, It's like a flip phone, but it doesn't even have a screen on it. <laughs> does it even have a screen on it? This is no. 1999. So, so uh, it's 1998, actually. Uh, it's 99. 98 was last season. Mm. Is that why they call it Slayer Fest 99? Uh, this oh, was wait, filmed in it nine. That. Oh, it's true. It was filmed in 98. Ooh. Ooh. Boom. You're a boom. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, so, oh, Okay. There was this thing on IMDb talking about how, like, all the tech is, like, sci-fi level tech for uh-huh. the time. <laughs> That's so funny. Because they're, like, they're, like, tapping it. There's the, so, for perspective on the IMDb blurb that they wrote about it, it said the very first ever consumer product digital camera had been, it was, like, had been introduced just, like, four years ago. Damn. And they're using a camera and, like, tapping into this phone like as a modem and it's supposed to, to look transmit like, the yeah. like images uh, yeah it's supposed to look like so like ooh look at all this tech they've got right and now <laughs> it's like <laughs> <So funny. laughs> facetime 
Are they wearing like turtlenecks in this scene? Oh yeah, I call they're very them, spy. I called them Apple. Uh, oh, <laughs> Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I was gonna say Apple. Uh, fuck. Apple sheet. I don't have it written in front of me anymore. It's way down in my notes, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Apple Apple spokespeople. That's what it was. Ah, ah gotcha, gotcha. Because that you know, the class. It wasn't just Steve Jobs who wore the black turtleneck originally. Gotcha, gotcha. It branched out a little bit since then. A little. <laughs> so after they push a button on the cell phone, we cut to a fancy room and there's an older man in a wheelchair. And he says, is that her? And we also see Mr. Trick there. And Mr. Trick looks at the screen and he sees Buffy and he says, in the nubile flesh, my friend, that's the mm. target. And I was like, nubile? Gross. <laughs> yep. What vampires fetishizing young girls? This must be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ew. Ew. Well, you have to make mention that Buffy is hot. It's important. Yeah, to the every plot. every time, every time. Got to say something about it. <laughs> so then we cut to the intro. So we cut to the mayor's office, and his assistant is telling a man named Alan, who seems really meek and timid, that the mayor will see him now. Yeah, he's very nervous. Yes, very nervous. And he's like, sorry, I'm late. And the mayor's just like, I'm not bothered, Alan. And it kind of hides the mayor's face for a little while. Uh, Alan is talking about Frederick and Hans Gruenstaller, who are (laughs) wanted for murder, terrorism, and bombing. And the (laughs) mayor sniffs the paper that Alan gives him. I wrote stinky paper. (laughs) It's very funny. He says, show me your hands, please. And he's uh, not pleased with how clean... Uh, Alan, or how well, not clean Alan's puts, hands are. And like the music gets kind of dramatic and he puts them on like <laughs> yes. his little, uh, I forget what that thing is called that you put like, it's like the little writing part or whatever that covers the disc. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like a little mat, I don't know. There's some fancy name for it. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, blotter? No, anyway. <laughs> uh, he puts his hands on it right next to like a letter opener. Yes. And you're like, he's going to stab him in the head. But then he's just talking about how, ooh, you need to wash under your fingernails. Because dirt and germs and mayonnaise get under there. <laughs> yes, mayonnaise. And he said, All that mayonnaise. He says that his uh, mother says cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh, so he tells Alan to put these two under surveillance, and he would like to know if any other colorful characters come into town. And then he tells Alan like to do that, and that he, ha- I, you have all my faith, which I mm. thought was an interesting line. Interesting considering indeed. We just introduced faith. That can't have been an accident. So interesting. I I noticed as Alan is walking out, there's a red, like a bright red phone on the mayor's desk, like in Batman. Oh yeah, or like the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. So, <laughs> which you know they got it from Batman, but like yeah, 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 yeah. I was just that's like, wh- I bet where that I know that has to be on purpose. Oh yeah, like as because Joss Sweden was like a big comics oh. person. I mean, he was for Marvel. I think. So I don't wait, think he did anything for DC. in Batman? Where where is the red phone in Batman? Like in the mayor's office. I in think. the mayor's. O- oh, neat! I did not realize that that from what, what Batman like from the '60s one with Adam West, like the uh, movie or TV show. I haven't seen the one you're talking about. So it's a TV show, and there's movies. TV sh- Batman, t- and it's also in the movies with Adam West. 
Neat. Yeah, yeah, it's, see, I know the red phone from Powerpuff Girls. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two different eras. I did not. I didn't even notice the red phone. That's really cool. It's like really bright red too. I was like, oh man. I I was just. I I feel like that's got to be just like a comic. Uh, yeah, nerd definitely. Thing. It's that's a, not a real oh, thing, right? Like mayors having red phones. I don't. Well, probably not. For uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, all mayors have phones for surely batman. they just text him in this day and age <laughs> so this is our first time seeing the mayor which is very interesting we've heard him name mayor. dropped a bunch several times in season three a couple times in season mm-hmm. two yeah snyder has mentioned him a couple times so we've got some build up to it and uh i really love this little introduction with the tension and mm-hmm. like ooh, what's he gonna do to alan and but he's actually just generally has like a cheery demeanor when like it was funny too because they have the whole thing of like that you you know i guess you don't know at this point Mm -hmm. like what's the mayor's deal but pretty much by the end of this episode he's obviously not safe or he's making deals with vampires and stuff yeah and And just like the atmosphere they create is very villainous even in this scene yeah and he's like but he's he doesn't do those stereotypical villainy things like just maim his henchmen for no reason or yeah, just because so they slightly displease him or something. Yes. So far he's very reserved and seemingly calculated. He also seems like that he was plucked out of the 1950s to me. Right. Well, and you get this, like you said, there's this foreboding around him, but uh-huh. there's like, it's just like all in these weird pauses that he does and stuff. That's mm-hmm. really fun. So. Yeah. Uh, so nice showing. Do you know the actor's name? Nah, we'll I have forgot. to figure it out for next time. I, I think he does a really good job in his first appearance here. I've seen him in like a couple other things, and every time I I, I saw him in this first, and every uh-huh. time I see him, it's like I'm like <gasps> the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to school pictures. Cordelia, Oz, Willow, and Xander get their pictures taken. Xander has this really cheesy grin. Cordelia's is perfect. Mm. Willow like starts to smile, and then the picture isn't being taken, so she like frowns and she's like what's going on and then it takes a picture very funny oz is just like completely neutral face. yes he's just so funny looking uh i've seen many uh many a school picture that looks like that mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of course it even in the 90s they had those like uh i don't know how to describe the background like the marbled like blue sheet behind them that's pretty good like, and that's how I like would describe it it's like uh i don't know, like looks like a fuzzy blanket or something i don't know mm-hmm. so uh interesting it's like velvety yeah yeah exactly so i wonder i wonder what like there has to be like a reason for those specific things i wonder what it is if you true. if you know about photography tell us why that background specifically for all school pictures true addition <laughs> tradition uh, yeah i that i remember spring pictures too you could get you could pay a little extra to get the like the flower backgrounds yeah. and like the the i don't know special like springtime setting uh-huh. or like a <laughs> yes. waterfall or some shit in the background huh. yeah so school pictures we all have memories of them mm. so <laughs> <coughs> sorry cordelia is checking out the competition now for homecoming queen and uh she uh these they're I can't remember their names off the top. Wendy and Michelle, I think, are their names. No, it's I not Wendy. I don't think Wendy. it's either one of those things. Michelle is definitely one of them, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I have them written Charlotte? at the end. Charlotte? <laughs> no. Something. Anyway, Charlotte. one of them is, uh, according to Cordelia, one of them's competition and the other one isn't. And uh, after she talks about that, they're like, where's Buffy? It's the one who sleeps around a lot who's the competition. Yes. <laughs> they're like, where's Buffy? It's like, no. Xander, shut the fuck Do you have to remind us every fucking episode that you 
have fucking sex dreams about your friends all the time? Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> and Cordelia's like, they're terraining. And he's like, yeah, I like my phrase better. So Cordelia says, oh, I have to go do something. Uh, I, I'll tell Buffy about she pictures. She needs to an ice pack to shrink, to her, shrink her pores. pores yes. Obviously. Um, yes. So she goes to uh, tell Buffy. We then see Buffy beating the shit out of Faith's hands, like with those little boxing like glove things that you use to train when you punch the hands. And she's like, oh, you should get broken up with more often. You're, you've got an edge right now. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, oh, thanks, Faith. Uh, they start talking about the dance. And Faith's like, well, you already have tickets. So you might as well take me. We could go together. And I was like, mm-hmm. I I don't know why I never like consciously put any thought into this whole Faith being like into Buffy sexually thing. Uh-huh. And Buffy, like like an attraction between the two of them. Kyla Reed <laughs> Um, So... But yeah, I like it's so it just feels so blatant. Now. Yeah, like, I was like, mm, Faith's asking Buffy to right. Buffy's homecoming dance, and then she's like, we could just find some and, studs and discard them. And before you're like, boo, friends do that all the time. Yeah, I, kn- I fucking know. Shut the fuck up. We're gay. We make things gay. Shut up. Yeah, let us gay. <laughs> let us be gay. <laughs> let Faith be bisexual. But yeah, like I mean, it. it she. <laughs> She does seem into Buffy, and then like I mean, we can talk about more stuff later. But yeah, we have uh, we have we're gonna have more faith clearly. So, uh, but I I, but I think this is the first time we get this little thread that is a little you know, a little subtext here. I think the way that she well, I mean, she was just talking to Buffy about her down low tickles last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, she's like super into like how pissed Buffy is, and like she's like, yeah, beat me, mommy. Yeah, B, you've got an edge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, F. Yeah, and she's like, oh, we can find a couple studs, use and discard them. And Buffy's mm-hmm. like, I don't know about the studs part. Maybe I do. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Cordelia starts to go into the library to tell Buffy about pictures, but then she sees a couple guys and she's like, hey, how's it going? Because she's really in campaign mode right now. And mm-hmm. so she doesn't end up going into the library. Uh, so then we cut outside. Oh, getting distracted, trying to do something. 100% can relate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You are Cordelia in this moment. On a mission and then being like, ooh, a shiny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Does Cordelia have ADHD? Mm. Uh, so we cut outside and Buffy sees her favorite teacher, Miss Moran, from last year. In, <laughs> Who we have never heard of. Never once. Uh, and she asks her for a recommendation like Snyder asked for. But Miss Moran doesn't remember who Buffy is. And we learned that Miss Moran taught contemporary American heroes from Air Maya or sorry, from Amelia Earhart to Maya Angelou. And I was like, this is not a high school there is no high school in the country that has ever offered this class. I was gonna say it sounds like some sort of like lecture series. I was like, what this is ma- this is not even a college class. <laughs> contemporary American heroes from Amelia Earhart to Maya Angelou. Angelou. What does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny to me. Yeah. It's some weird history elective. Yeah. Buffy Buffy would not have the grades to be able to take that. She would have to just be in regular history. I don't I do not understand. This is not a class in a high school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought the same thing. It made me me chuckle too. Uh 
So Miss Moran still doesn't remember her, even though she describes where she sat and everything. And she's like, were you absent a lot? I yes, didn't even Buffy catch was. her name. I wrote Miss something doesn't remember <laughs> Buffy in my notes. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't feel like rewinding it. Uh, so and we... I wasn't paying attention, I guess, the second time. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like, were you absent a lot? <laughs> so we cut to the cafeteria now. Cordelia is campaigning while Buffy and the other Scoobies are very sad. Even like every Buffy's mood, I guess, is really infectious because everyone's just like looking down at their food and not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, my favorite teacher didn't even remember who I was. And this is news to us that this was Buffy's favorite teacher. I thought she was lying earlier when mm-hmm. she was like the class that changed my life. But now <laughs> in all seriousness, she's like, that was my favorite teacher. Well, she can't get a letter from Dr. Gregory. That's true. Dr. Gregory is Rip. headless and probably in the ground. At least he can't be a vampire. Hmm. Well, yeah, because vampires need heads. Yeah, they need heads because if you chop them off, they die. (laughs) (laughs) And without a head, he wouldn't have been able to drink a vampire's blood. He wouldn't be able to do the whole sucking thing. (laughs) So Unless they could put it into the throat hole. (laughs) And it would Uh, still count. I'll show you a throat hole. (laughs) (laughs) So Buffy's like, I'm a non-person. Back at Henry, I was prom princess, a cheerleader, fiesta queen and mm. i was like oh what how racist was that dance probably very also oh prom princess no she didn't say prom queens i was like a freshman at most being prom queen interesting but no she was prom princess pretty so. prom princess so they thought about that they were like buffy can't have been prom queen she was only 15 so good good on you writers <laughs> sounds like a uh like a toy of uh, the prom princess pretty like prom a princess Pretty prom princess. Yes. Nice alliteration. Perfect mm-hmm. for a children's toy. Mm. <laughs> She's like, now I'll just be one eighth of one crappy page. And that's when they break it to her that she missed pictures because Cordelia was supposed to remind her and she didn't. And so Buffy goes up to Cordelia and confronts her. Did you? It looked like you had something uh, to say. I just think it's funny that there's not like a makeup day for the pictures. Oh, yeah. I was or, going to say that too. Or that it's like. There's, I mean, maybe maybe it's not as big a deal in other places, but like senior picture day was like, oh yeah, a real well, big thing, and like people got were supposed to like dress up and shit. And so when we, when I was a senior, we didn't even have like senior pictures at school. I think maybe there was time scheduled for that to happen, but most of us like scheduled our own like appointments with the photographers. They oh, had so you like for senior pictures? You had like photo shoots and then yeah. put them in the yearbook for your picture. Yeah, like we didn't have to like find our own photographers. There were like uh, there was like a company or a business that did that mm. that they had for us. But oh, we like scheduled on our own and like most people got them done the summer before so school. So you did like the whole like contemplatively holding a guitar on some train tracks. <laughs> I don't re- I don't even remember what my senior pictures look like. Laying honestly. on a reflective surface with your fists under your chin. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I do classic. remember I brought a change of clothes and I was like, I just want the tux pictures. I don't want to do any more pictures. <laughs> ours, ours was like a special day just for seniors in the summer and we had to come up there and they had like jackets for gotcha. the for the gentlemen's and i guess mm-hmm. ladies who wanted jackets just kidding it was, it was it yeah i think that i think that option was available to kids at my school but it's funny too because in this is a come we've, we've really gone off the rails here but <laughs> uh in my high school they have um you know those composite pictures of like every graduating class going back to mm-hmm. i think 65 was the first oh, yeah. one mm-hmm. and uh 
the like if, if you look at like kind of some of the older generations they were all wearing like the exact same thing because it's like they just passed this same thing around uh-huh. like the, uh, the the girls were all wearing the same lime green like shawl oh. fuzzy wrap Dang. thing in multiple years of pictures too so it was just kind of funny <laughs> it was like oh it's time for the senior picture lime green fuzzy shawl let's <laughs> the lime green out. fuzzy shawl yeah Ugh, get imagine, the green mink imagine all the dead skin in that shawl do you know, you know they didn't wash it it's just for no. senior pictures it's directly not like problem <laughs> it's like a marching band uniform <laughs> Gross. So, <laughs> Dead skin uh, I was and going to say cheese. some. Oh, the the last thing I want to say about uh, <laughs> senior pictures is that uh, my mom tried to get me to hold my flute in some of mine, and I was like, "Mom, I'm not fucking doing that." <laughs> oh, I did. My mom uh, had me do like uh, with my euphonium, uh-huh. and like uh, she did that thing where she had a picture of me, and that was the picture she used. It was like a band picture, yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, framed it with like my uh, graduation That's invitation cute. thing. Uh huh. Nice. Okay, so Buffy confronts Cordelia, and Cordelia's like, ooh, Buffy, you look nice today. And Buffy's like, I'm not voting for you, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, Buffy is big mad about Yeah, she's like, you could have thought about someone else for 30 seconds. You, you know, were supposed to remind me. You know what? This scene really, really feels like Catherine from, um, from Cruel, Cruel Intentions. Intentions. Like yeah. the cadence and like kind of... Even, like, the tone of her voice just kind of generally seems lower in this one. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I think it's just because she's being really serious the whole time. Yeah, I agree. And it was just, like, really funny. So Cordelia's, like, campaigning is a uh, or a lot of pressure. And Buffy's like, yeah, it's a rough gig mm. handing out flyers. And <laughs> Cordelia says, I know you were guacamole queen <laughs> when you were three. three. <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> to me. That is hilarious. Right. Oh, my God. I could not get over it. <laughs> I laughed so hard when she said that the first time. I was like, guacamole queen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Zach just watched the Mexican episode of the Great British Bake Off. I did. Where the woman says guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Serendipitous. So at, at least get the letters, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. So she's like, that doesn't mean you understand how this works. It involves being part of the school and having actual friends. And like this kind of, if if Monster's Blood and Innards were a part of it, then you'd be a shoe in. And uh, Buffy's like... She says like, innards a lot in this episode. She does. And she Buffy's kind of like upset a little bit by this. Like you can see mm-hmm. like her face falls a little bit. I mean, it's pretty mean. And uh, Cordelia's like, I'd like to try to see you win. And Buffy's like, you would? Then you will. And Buffy decides she is going to run for homecoming mm-hmm. queen as well. She's like, what? Because you're the slayer. She's like, no. No. Buffy. Yes. You've awakened the prom queen within. Very badass. It was just very much. It really reminds me, especially of her little monologue she does in there where she like, gets really mad in uh, Cruel Intentions. And she's like, I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the, the Upper East, East Side. Side. And yes. sometimes I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> that's That's just for you, Paul. <laughs> uh, thanks paul only other person who's seen that movie i just remember i've seen a tick he does he has a tiktok where he like says that monologue <laughs> nice. anyway hi paul he messaged me earlier this week he, he, and he was like i should start counting the amount of times you blame weird things on california <laughs> <laughs> in the california california yes <laughs> 
So uh, we cut to Mr. Trick uh, telling a bunch of folks that competition is a beautiful thing. Occasionally it makes us kill. And we see this big group of people, including Lyle Gorch with a a very colorful, like a purple dressed (laughs) woman vampire. I I said that was giving Matilda's mom realness. (gasps) Yes. Uh, What's her face? Wormwood. What's her name? Uh, Cindy? No. (laughs) It's not Cindy Wormwood. I don't remember either of their names. Anyway, Mrs. Wormwood. Maybe she mm-hmm. doesn't have a first name. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, she's got a name. So Mr. Trick is like, uh, it, whether you're human or a vampire or whatever you are to this yellow spiky-headed demon, and he's like, I am Kulak of the Mequot clan. She's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Her name is Zinnia, by the way. Oh, Zinnia, yes. Yeah, Kulak of the Mequot clan. Okay, wait. I have something to say about this. Okay. So the Kulak of the Mequok clan is played by Chad Stahelski, uh-huh. um, who uh, was kind of like a stunt performer coordinator type. Um, apparently he was, he stood in for Brandon Lee uh, after he got killed on the set of The Crow. I don't know if you know about oh, that whole story. Oh, I did not. Yeah, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Anyway, that's a whole like wild story. Damn, I'll have to look that, that up. Because him and Bruce Lee kind of both got killed in the same way. Fuck. Anyway, sorry. That was That's <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, Stahelski uh, later turned to directing, and he directed um, a movie series uh, starring one of uh, our friend Ashley's least favorite actors. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, <laughs> the John Wick series. Oh! So uh, Kulak, uh, I don't even know if I'm saying all that right. Kulak of the, Me- is it Mequot or Mequot? Mequot. Mequot. That's what the subtitles say, at least. Kulak of the Mequot clan uh, it directed the John Wick movies. So. <gasps> that is so funny yeah. to me. Um, I was I, like, you know, I, I didn't even believe it. I was like, whatever, IMDb. And then I, did, I looked it up. I was like, yeah, same guy. I am far from a straight man, but the John Wick movies, pretty, mm. pretty fun. Uh-huh. Pretty fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, because it's an action movie. Yes, it's right. basically just an act. But I there's mean, there's, a dog. there's there is some lore there. There is a, briefly mm-hmm. there is a dog. Yes, there's <laughs> a second dog. Uh, there is also there are multiple dogs. Mm. Isn't there a woman with a bunch of dogs? Mm. And she like make like has trained them to like kill people. Anyway, <laughs> wait that yeah that's Jennifer Lopez, isn't it? What? Isn't Jennifer Lopez in one of them? Oh no, is or is it Salma Hayek? Who is it? What? I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> don't, about. You don't remember the woman with the dogs? No. That was like a huge part of one of the movies. That was. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I mean. I think it was Jennifer Lopez. I'm going to have to cut this out if it's if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Anyway. Um. So uh, Mr. Trick is saying we're all here for the same reason. And Mr. Gorch, you haven't made your deposit. And he's like, me and Candy saved up our homecoming stash. And he dumps a like this gigantic wad or this like gigantic pile of wads of dollar bills on the table. He drops a gigantic wad. <laughs> <laughs> drops his wad. Yes. And Mr. Trick is like, those are dirty. And Lyle's like, they're non consecutive. <laughs> And I, is that like a counterfeit thing? It's like a bank robber thing. Non-consecutive. What is what is that supposed to mean? Because I know what the word. Means. They all have like a. I don't know what the right ner- term. If a serial number is the right word, but they all have like a number on them. Uh huh. And 
you know, they if have they're them consecutive, in, it would be yeah, like, suspicious. Like if you paid with hundred dollar number one zero zero one and one zero zero two, they'd be like, oh, this guy stole because they yeah, stole okay, from that, that makes sense. Set of money or whatever. They're non consecutive. <laughs> Uh, so Mr. Trick's like, the games will begin in a few days, but we have to get Buffy first and oh. then we'll get Faith. She said that's a, that's an old tech, uh, to, to quote the office ladies, old tech alert, cash. Oh yes, cash. <laughs> they would just have Venmo'd him if this were, if this were right. today. Vampire Venmo. Bitcoin. Yes, they would have paid with Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or, they're uh, both, they're going to be NF, both. What is it? NFTs. <laughs> I was going to say NFCs, but that's not it. Nope, nope. That's near field communications. Did you know Oz, <laughs> Seth Green is into NFTs? No. He like, had like a whole thing with the Bored Ape NFT. Anyway, that's very funny to me. And also, <laughs> there was supposed to be like a TV show, but like something weird happened with the NFT rights and it, like, they can't make it or something. It's, anyway, mm. that's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that they're both going to be together and ready for the killing. Ladies and gentlemen, spiny heads. Spine, spiny headed looking creatures. Spiny headed looking creatures, yes. Um, uh, not very non binary inclusive of you, Mr. Trick. Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. Ooh, Slayer Fest 98. Ooh. Shout out to Slayer Fest 98. Uh, I'm one of the more early Buffy podcasts. It's been uh, running for a long time. Ian is a, also a gayman, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Another queer Buffy podcast. A gayman. A queer led Buffy podcast. But at is least. he wrist? <laughs> he is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's like the whole, uh, it's like in the description of his podcast. Mm. <laughs> So we cut to Willow and Xander trying on outfits for the dance because earlier she had asked him to help her pick a dress. So, well, Xander's not trying on outfits. He's just struggling with a bow tie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So he's like, I spared no expense on this tux. And Willow's like, who is he, John Hammond? Yes. Where are they going? Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is John Hammond. Anyway, I'll leave. (laughs) Get out of here, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so she's like spared no expense i thought you got it from your uncle rigby and he's like there are only uh relations with money i meant i by no expense i meant my pride (laughs) they don't associate with us as they shouldn't (laughs) and i was like wow a lot of self-loathing just because you're poor xander that's (laughs) that's not a healthy attitude to have i mean yeah society does tell us if you're poor you are not as good yeah, right. The person. So as uh, as they're talking, Willow tries on like s- just like a basic dress with like a shirt over it. And he's like, <laughs> nice. She just like slowly becomes a fancier English teacher. Yes, right. And then she has like this flowery skirt and top, which and to me was nice, very reminiscent of Jenny Calendar. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, eventually. Uh, she comes out in this black, like really formal dress. Like, I think this is actually a little too much of a prom personally. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a red carpet dress or like something you'd wear to like a fancy, like yeah, it's fundraising dinner. Well, it's just like way too tasteful for a high school kid. To yeah, have picked it. exactly. Like Alison Hannigan looks like she's going to like the Hilton's, like, I don't know, a Chihuahua benefit or something. I don't know. I guess Willow is supposed to come off more mature, sort of, in some ways. Yeah, she goes, but like, like she could pass for like a, a 17, 18 year old girl, but then she puts on this dress and she's like 30 years old. She is so fancy. Well, and like, it's just funny, too, to like think that like she would just pick something so like 
sleek and classic and not something like like very like loud yellow and overalls and, and like a rainbow polka dot shirt or something yeah yeah <laughs> um so after she comes out xander is is awestruck mm. and uh, she is also awestruck by Xander because he has finished putting on his tux. Well, she does help him with the batai. Yes, she helps him with the batai. Uh, at some points in, in their conversation, they were talking about her and Oz and whether they got to second base. And it was all like very like girl talky between friends. So, But they're, like the whole atmosphere in the room changes when she comes out in this dress and they get closer and closer. Well, but the whole time, too, there's been this really like schmaltzy I don't, song in the background. Yeah, this very like... Uh, I don't... I yeah, don't, like I can't remember what it was sounds. or how it really even sounds. Yeah, like in my head, it just sounds like the Dawson's Creek theme song. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, th- it's this very cheesy song, this romantic song. And uh, they come toward each other. He's like, I was going to go with gorgeous. Because she's like, yeah, nice, right? And she says, you are too, in a guy way. Because you can't call guys gorgeous, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and he says, Oz is very lucky. So is Cordelia, in a girl way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, I don't know if I can dance in this. I don't know if I can dance. Mm-hmm. And so Xander's like, uh, he gets, he like grabs her hand and puts his hand on his shoulder. And they dance. Uh, to show that she'll be able to dance in the dress. Mm. And it's kind of awkward for a second. There's tension. And then they kiss. <gasps> bum, Gasp. Bum. Uh, if anyone remembers in our, uh, I don't know, sometime early in the show, I was like, I can't wait to get to season three when Zach was talking about uh, Willow being his favorite character. Cause this is a really uncomfortable oh, yeah. uh, plot point well, for those of us who enjoy Willow. Plot twist. I think it just makes her more complex. Well, okay, we'll get there as soon as I finish this scene. Okay, so they kiss and they're like, "That didn't just happen," and Willow's like, "Yeah, it it happened, but it didn't." And he's like, "I respect you and Oz." And they decide it was just a close fluke and that there's not going to be any more fluking. And then they start to lean into each other again, and then they uh, break apart. And they're like, "We got to get out of these clothes." And they're like, "I didn't." I didn't either. And they like, <laughs> run away. And Allison Hannigan's delivery of that line is so uh-huh. funny. He's like, I need to get out of this clothes. And then she's like, uh, and he's like, I, did, I didn't mean it. She's like, I didn't either. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, okay. I'll, th- I feel like this is a controversial take. And I think you might, you're actually going to agree with me on this. Mm. A lot of people think this is like a bad plot point that's just added for like manufactured drama. But like, I think they've been building up to this for a really long time and it makes complete sense to me Mm -hmm. like uh, at the beginning of season two we had the almost kiss already at the end of season we and then we bookended season two with xander like admitting his love to an unconscious willow Mm -hmm. and you know we had all the willow xander stuff in the middle so it makes complete sense to me i don't like seeing it i don't want willow to be cheating on oz or xander to be cheating on cordelia even though it's incredibly expected Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you can make the criticism. They just like shoehorned it in. Yeah. Like, I think like it's been building for sure. And I. I see lots of Since people being one. like. I've. I've seen people before be like Xander would obviously do this, but Willow would never. And I'm like Willow. Like she's in her first ever relationship, and she's had a crush on Xander for a long time. And mm-hmm. like, there's this like 
this really palpable atmosphere in this room. And so it makes complete sense to me that this happens. They got we fluked. Will, we will have more time to discuss this. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. We're, I, I think we should go ahead and move on. Mm. So uh, Cordelia, sorry, not Cordelia. Buffy is in the library talking about her new homecoming campaign and how it's like war. And uh, she's talking about her competition, and she's like, if I had a watermelon as big as Cordelia's, I'd be rich, because Cordelia has a big head. Oh, yeah. Uh, The the Scoobies are all uncomfortable while Buffy is going over her plans, and Buffy's like, it's a popularity contest, except this time I'm not very popular, but a lot of people came to my party, so I'm not exactly unpopular. (laughs) And Willow's like, a lot of people, she's like, they were killed by zombies. (laughs) Yes, so funny. I only remember one or two people being killed by zombies, but that's neither, yeah, that's neither here nor there. So, um, uh, Cordelia comes up and Buffy's like, okay, this is awkward, but we can all get along. Uh, we're almost friends and we're all riding together to prom. And Cordelia's like, yeah, Willow, how's that database going? Because Buffy was just going over all their jobs and Willow's job was a database. And Willow's just like, it's about done. She's she's really uncomfortable. So like all the stuff that Buffy was going to have them do, they've already done for Cordelia. And like, yes, Xander got her new flyers. And Oz is just didn't have a job, but yes, he just goes with Willow because as Willow goes, so goes his nation. Yeah. So they all go off with Cordelia. Oh, I have to talk about too on the board uh, the the strengths and weaknesses thing. Oh yes. So you know the, she's got a list. Like I remember, on, or I saw on one of them it was like bad skin or something, and I was yes. like rude. And uh, uh, so Cordelia's list of strengths is popular with boys, makes friends easily, has money to buy votes, <laughs> expensive clothes, perfect teeth. <laughs> and then her list of weaknesses is manipulative, two faced, bad in sports superficial no sense of humor fake smile brie <laughs> and xander you know i had there no because they both talked about hating brie okay in the i do remember that nanny. but oh weaknesses i get it now i get it she I get hates it. brie because i remembered the hoot nanny discussion with the brie but i was yeah. like how does that tie smells in? like giles's cat that is, uh, it's not my <laughs> anyway uh so yeah. as they leave with it's a little throwback yes as they leave with cordelia willow turns to buffy and she's like she just needs it so much more than you <laughs> which doesn't make sense unless you know what willow just did mm. <laughs> she's so clearly willow is feeling very guilty i mean i think it does make sense otherwise buffy would have questioned it because i mean she's just like this is like something really huge for Cordelia or whatever. But I mean, yeah, no, be. I, I, I appreciate, I like mentioning the subtext of it though is, is definitely accurate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So after they leave, uh, Jazz is like, seems like a lot of fuss for one little title. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, it's no fun if you don't try your best. And he's like, as long as we're still having fun. And she's like, yeah, I'm having fun. And she's like, has this smile, but she's holding this glass bottle and she crushes it in her hand. <laughs> Uh, so we then we cut to a 90s montage of campaigning but also mixed with like the uh the, yeah there's uh, the montage the also hot, includes the hot twins wrestling each other yes and, i was like shirtless twins that's cool, all i wrote for that part kulak uh making daggers out of his arms that is that was really cool actually he like opens wall. up his forearms and daggers come out of yeah. them that was kind of cool and uh, uh, tector making out with yeah candy. that's their practice <laughs> yes 
Well, because their plan, we find out later, is yeah. to let the. They're and, like, because Tector knows how strong Buffy is. He's yeah. like, they're they're gonna take out all the other people, which is then, a pretty good plan. Yeah, I'm. I don't remember like, what get Jungle Bob tired. was doing. I don't. Yeah, I didn't see Jungle Bob until I they also were think it's just really funny Fest. that they call him Jungle Bob. Yeah, it's very funny to me. Uh, we see uh, the man in the wheelchair, like looking at a map. We see Buffy has this gigantic poster that's way bigger than everyone else's posters. Uh, the spike... She puts one over the Cordelia poster too. Yes, she, she does. Uh, and uh, one of the Cordelia posters says, "You get more with Core," which <laughs> I thought was funny. Uh, Buffy checks off Scott's name after she drops some flyers and secures his vote. And then she does it again right after With that. Someone, yes, and yeah, I was like, leaves. wait, did she do that on purpose? She did. Oh, actually, no. She No, may the have, second one was definitely yeah, on purpose. She may have gotten the idea from Scott. You're right. Yeah. Or it could have been pre-planned. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. And then she starts handing out very phallic cupcakes. These gigantic muffin top cupcakes. But like mushroom shaped. Yes. With tons and tons of chocolate frosting on them. And we also see like she gives them to some people and they have like a gigantic ring of chocolate all around their mouths. <laughs> it's like they've never eaten cupcakes before. And then Cordelia comes up to them with gift baskets and she gives them to them and takes away the cupcakes and throws them away. <laughs> it's very funny to me. They're so messy. <laughs> they are huge and very oh, messy cupcakes. And I just needed to mention that Buffy, the first time Buffy gave someone a cupcake, it was after Holly had given someone else a cupcake, but mm-hmm. Buffy's cupcake was way bigger. Enormous, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, and then there's like a scene too of her talking to a bunch of like, I guess, jocks, but she's wearing uh-huh. a Letterman jacket. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. Where did you get a Letterman jacket? Yeah, right. Uh, maybe she, I don't know, maybe they gave it to her when she tried out for cheerleading. <laughs> when she, yeah, when she was on the cheer squad for one uh, rehearsal. Maybe Amber gave it rehearsal. to her as wow. uh, thanks for uh, keeping her from burning to death. Not even gonna, okay. That's Wait, rehearsal, yeah. cheerleading rehearsal? <laughs> she was there for that football rehearsal, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, what was I gonna say about the, oh, it could have been Xander's, I guess. He was on the swim team. It could have. When did De- Xander leave the swim team? <laughs> mm. I guess it we was had... probably disbanded after the coach like killed all the team or turned him into That's true. fish Makes monsters. <laughs> we have had a whole summer. He maybe just didn't sign up again. Willow is standing next to some posters. She's conflicted. And she's in another fuzzy sweater. This one is orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it feels very awkward with her and Buffy and... Uh, Buffy's like, we're best friends. It's okay that you're helping her. And Willow's like, no, I'm a rabid dog who should be shot. There, It's not my fault. There are dark, incomprehensible forces at play. <laughs> just, Willow like, clearly so is so dramatic guilty. In this episode, yeah. Yeah, because she, she feels like she should be, she's a rabid dog because of what she did with Sander, of course. Well, I mean, but I, I she does also feel guilty about like not helping Buffy. I well, it's like a too. compounding yeah. thing. So she's helping Cordelia because she feels guilty. Right about kissing she's Xander. overcompensating like she says later and yeah exactly <laughs> so very funny uh and buffy's like and i'm sure those forces are more important than all we've been through together or, or the <laughs> amount of times, times i've saved, saved your life, life. <laughs> yes <laughs> so, and she's just like oh you want and buffy gets 15 minutes with willow's cordelia database and she's just like okay <laughs> yeah right her delivery is so funny she's so defeated she's yeah. just like okay uh and then we see the german twins again and they're still spying and 
uh, they hear Buffy saying that uh, she'll pick up Faith in the limo and then go get everyone else. Mm-hmm. They're using that like little satellite dish listener thing. Yes. Which I actually had a toy like that. Oh, neat. When I was a kid. Huh. It's just a little... A little spy toy. I mean, it was essentially just a little microphone, I think. But it was like, amplifies sounds. And then it doesn't actually. I mean, it did. Oh, but I mean. It's just a microphone that turns up the volume. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. So we then see Buffy come up to Jonathan and she's like, I feel like we've got a special bond between us. And she has given Jonathan a cupcake. And he's like, Cordelia gave me six bucks. That can buy a lot of cupcakes. (laughs) Such a tiny bribe. It's so funny to well yeah and also how many cupcakes can six dollars buy like I mean, not it was 1998 that's true inflation you know <laughs> <laughs> but i thought i think it's funny that he took the cupcake even though he was not it wasn't going to change his vote anyway that's very funny to me and then we see cordelia like talking to some nerds and she's like are you kidding me i've been doing the vulcan death grip since i was five four and she does this it looks like she's trying to do the like i took your nose thing <laughs> I was like, what is she doing? She's like grabbing at his face. What was Cordelia doing with that guy's face? Was she doing the like, I'm stealing your nose thing? Oh, no. She was trying. She said she was doing the Vulcan death grip. Yeah. Which is. uh, It didn't look like she was doing the thing, though. But that's not what the Vulcan. (laughs) What was she doing? She was doing the like live long and prosper. Okay. I thought. But then she was just boinking him in the forehead. I didn't notice that she was doing that thing with her hand. I was. It looked to me like she was doing the I'm going to steal your nose thing. (laughs) It's very. I was like, what are you doing, Cordelia? Courting the nerds. So Buffy calls. uh, Comes up to Cordelia and calls her bribing tacky. And she's like, is it more tacky than your uh, phony campaign posters? Your faux I'm deep yet shy. Yes. And Buffy says, yes. Or shy yet deep, I mean. Yes. (laughs) And which, and Buffy's right. (laughs) It is much more tacky. (laughs) I just like the way she delivered that too. She's like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Very funny. And Cordelia's like, this isn't funny anymore. I don't see why your pathetic need to recapture your glory days gives you the right to splinter my vote. No, she's saying or trying to be like me or something too, and she's like, I was never trying to be like you, and when was it funny? <laughs> yes. And uh at some point Buffy's like, Do you have parents? And Cordelia's like, Yeah, two of them, unlike some people. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and she and Buffy's like, Cordelia, is your brain connected to your mouth? <laughs> and Cordelia starts to like try to push past her and Buffy mm-hmm. grabs her arm and she's like, Don't ever try to do that again. And I was like, oh, Buffy. She's going to throw Cordelia through a wall or right? something. Right. I was like, we, we went over this in Ted Buffy. Cordelia's not even a robot. Danger. <laughs> and uh that's when cordelia calls buffy a crazy freak and buffy calls her a vapid whore <laughs> and xander's like okay let's stop this and brings cordelia away and willow's because well, he's like let's not let's stop this before we yes. say something you'll regret and then they say that they yell the names and they he's say like, like that they'll regret yes and then willow goes this is just and then we cut to her room the worst thing that's ever happened ever xander thinks she's talking about them and he's like I know, but when I look at you now, it's just... And she's like, I was talking about Buffy and Cordelia. <laughs> yeah, I like the way they flip this joke around in this scene. Uh-huh. Where they do it that way, and then she says something and then at later, the end, and she's the like, way. I was talking about us. 
Yes. Uh, so Willow explains what we've been seeing, that she thinks it's their fault that Buffy and Cordelia are butting heads so She's much. Like, we overcompensated. And now it's like a huge meteor that's heading for the earth and it's going to destroy everything. Or so I don't remember exactly <laughs> what she so said. It is so funny how dramatic she yeah. is about this. I understand I understand her feelings. It, mm-hmm. it is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, when she starts to get really dramatic, she sounds kind of like your cat voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does. Uh, uh, the giant meteor hurtling toward Earth. <laughs> uh, and at one point, Xander's like, what are we going to do? One of us is smart and I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad he doesn't. He knows he's not smart. Very self-aware of Xander. Mm. Uh, and he's like, why wouldn't being a senior and having a girlfriend be a good thing? And that's when Willow's like, you know, when you're falling to pieces, your mouth does this thing. And she like touches his face or, and they hold hands mm-hmm. and they're like, what are we going to do? Xander's like, we need to get them communicating. And then Willow says, I was talking about us. <laughs> so the whole like flip thing from earlier. Very nice. Uh, we see Buffy get in the limo and Cordelia is in there. This is at Buffy's house, I believe. And Buffy's like, where's Faith? And Cordelia just silently hands her a note that says, Dear Cordelia and Buffy, we won't be riding with you. Friendships are more important than homecoming than who gets homecoming queen. Uh, the limo was not cheap. Work it out. <laughs> P.S. And they see that apparently they have been, uh, they have received free corsages. And... Uh, as opposed to paid corsages, as one That's normally true. receives. <laughs> Here's your corsage. Hey, they say money? free corsages earlier. Leave me alone. <laughs> Cordelia's like, I took the orchid. Did you notice that the interior of the limo is red? I did not notice that. I was like, it's a red. Interesting. And uh, we see very clearly that the twins are the ones mm. who have been driving. Or at least limo. one of them. At least one of them. I, I thought that one of them was in the driver's seat and one of them opened the door. But I said evil not. studly lemon. Lim- lemon? Lemon. Limo driver. Evil yeah, studly he, limo driver. Well, it's interesting, too, because they're looking at the corsages, and then he puts the earpiece in. Uh-huh. And so it's, like, very, mm. like, subtly, not subtly connected. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I, yeah, I had forgotten when I watched this uh, this week that the corsages had the trackers in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> Buffy's like, I don't see what the big deal is. You got the orchid. And Cordelia's like, it goes with my complexion. And Buffy says, yes. It does have that sallow tint. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, And so they've uh, supposedly reached their destination. They get out and they're in the woods and they're very confused. Mm -hmm. And near them is a TV and a VCR. And I was like, where is... A giant old like box TV. Yes. And I was like, where is the power coming from? There's car batteries on the oh, rock behind right. it. I didn't, I didn't pay attention enough, I guess. And there's like a giant VCR there too. It's just really <laughs> funny. Like, I mean, those were like probably like the top of the line, you know, devices back then. Like, the, Oh yeah, TVs. probably. I mean, it's really not that big of a TV, like uh-huh. in terms of like, you know, the back of it and all that stuff. But it was just really, it was just funny seeing Matt sitting yes, there. Very funny. Just puts it in a real time and place. And then it's a VHS <laughs> really player. Oh, yeah. They put in the tape. And Mr. Trick explains, what is Slayer Fest? Uh, there are the hunters and there are the hunted. Can you guess which one you are? This, uh, you have thirty second a 30-second head start. Oh, it's actually 17 now to run for your lives. Faith, Buffy, have a nice death. And it turns off and Cordelia goes, how stupid are you people? I'm not a... And uh, then the TV explodes before she can finish. 
I liked how. Well, oh, well sorry. No, shot. she says, "I'm not a Slayer. I'm a Homecoming Queen." I like. Uh, I like too how they made a little title card for Slayer Fist '98. Yes, very funny. And the TV explodes, presumably from a gunshot. I mean, you hear the gunshot, and then yeah, the TV yeah. explodes. Well, it didn't sound that one, that much like a gunshot. <laughs> oh, I just. I want to go it's ahead. Jungle Bob, he's shooting at him. Uh, okay. okay. Was, Jungle Bob is a sense. terrible shot, apparently. A terrible. Uh, I want to mention here as they go to break that uh, we have some, you know, some visual shorthand here with Buffy and Cordelia because Buffy is wearing like a matte red dress with her mm-hmm. hair in an updo mm-hmm. and Cordelia's hair is up-do. curled for the gods and mm-hmm. she's wearing a shiny green dress. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're opposites. <laughs> yes, it's December and Sunnydale. Just kidding. It's not. <laughs> Uh, so after the break, we see the dance. I think it's at the bronze. Is this the bronze? Or is it? No, in like... it's at school. Okay, it's at school. Because Giles said he's going to wait in the library. <gasps> oh, yeah, you're right. I couldn't really tell. And there we've had so many dances at the bronze. There was a homecoming poster that said bronze it or something. <laughs> so I was like, is it a bronze themed? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> we couldn't get the bronze this time. So we're going to decorate like the bronze. <laughs> Uh, I, I, just, I, uh, one thing I noticed when I was watching this episode is this our, this is our first dance episode mm-hmm. since Inca Mummy Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, which is particularly funny considering that season one had two dance episodes within like single, like we had out of mind, out of sight. And then like two episodes later we had prophecy girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was funny to me. Like season one had two of them and there was n- only one in season two for the cultural dance. And now, <laughs> now we're having homecoming. I thought that was funny. Not enough dances. Not enough dance. This is a high school show. There's always gotta be a dance. There's gotta be dances. So uh, Faith asks why Willow and Xander are so mopey. And he's like, Xander's like, no, we're not mopey. We're grooving. Uh, and then Willow's go, Oz is performing at Homecoming mm-hmm. with Dingoes, and Willow says he wrote this song for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. To me. <laughs> and Faith sees Scott, and she says that that sleaze bag. And uh, Giles comes up, and he goes, "We have to find Buffy. Something terrible is happening." And then he's like, "This is just a joke. <laughs> <Very laughs> just funny. wanted to give you a scare." Are those finger sandwiches? Yes, he goes off for the finger sandwiches. We cut to Buffy and Cordelia running through the woods. And Cordelia's like, we just explained that I'm not a slayer and they'll let me go. (laughs) And then uh, she saves Buffy from getting her leg caught in a bear trap. Good uh, thinking on your feet, Cordelia. Well, it's funny because it's like, she's like, watch out. But then Buffy's foot is like fully in it. And she like... It goes it up back. really, really slowly. Well, she it's like slow. It's motion. like a Venus flytrap. No, it's oh, like, what really? Yeah, she's like. I didn't like, notice that. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Jungle Bob shoots at him, and she pulls him down. And then she picks up one of his traps and throws it throws at it at him. him. And then he steps in one of his traps. Mm-hmm. Who is he? The trapper from Dead Before Daylight. Dead by dead, Daylight. Dead until deadlight. <laughs> dead, dead until deadlight. Tomorrow afternoon. Confessions. Dead by. This evening, uh, anyway, two, two piece, two piece in a two in a biscuit, in a, bis- a, bis- a two piece in a biscuit. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, okay. This part where she walks up and grabs the gun, and she's like, "No, I can let you out, or I can put a bullet in your head." And, I was like, <laughs> and Cordelia's eyes are like, "Fuck, Buffy." <laughs> I was like, 
like, it's like Buffy, I thought you weren't killing people. She went zero to 60. I mean, I'm sure she was just bluffing. Yeah, but probably. Like, I mean, she's not going to kill him. It was just really funny. And like the way Charisma Carpenter played it, her eyes got that, so that big. Was so she was funny. like, shit. <laughs> uh, so she asks for information. Uh, he tells him like all, about all the people who are hunting them and their weapons. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that there is no mention from the characters that Ly- that Buffy has met Lyle Gorch before. Like she de- gives no indication that she knows who Lyle Gorch is. He didn't say Lyle Gorch. He said a vampire couple. But okay, I'm not talking about here right now. I'm talking about in the whole episode. Like Buffy never acknowledges that she knows who he is. She doesn't even talk to him because she gets like knocked out. Well, yeah, but she does see him in Candy in the library later. Anyway, I thought it was weird mm. that like ne- neither Giles nor Buffy said anything about Lyle Gorch having been there before. Mm. Uh, he so, said it. So uh, Jungle Bob gives them the information. And Cordelia's like, could you tell your friends that I'm not a... And then some knives fly past them and go into a tree. The little bone knives. I was like, spiny-headed creatures. Cool, Kulak? Yeah. Kumquat? <laughs> Welcome to Khaki Kula Trousers. Lock. Kissing what? Toast. Yes. <laughs> and uh, f- so we cut back to the dance, and Faith ha- uh, has gone up to Scott, and she goes, Honey, uh, the itching and swelling and burning should clear up. I talked to the doctor. We just have to keep using the ointment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, the girl that Scott's with, because he already has a homecoming date. What an asshole. Yeah. Like, what a bitch. And I'm talking about Scott, not yeah. the woman. <laughs> and uh, Faith just says hi to the girl that he's with and walks away. And she just kind of makes this weird face at him. And then that's it. Yes. Very funny. Faith is uh, Faith is who you want on your side. Right. I, w- I felt very proud of Faith for standing up for Buffy in this way. <laughs> mm. uh, She's like, how dare you do this to my crush? Yes, exactly. You, you hurt Buffy. You messed with me. Mm. Yeah. Bitch. and uh, then giles is eating a <laughs> finger sandwich and he's trying it, to talk to will and xander and they're being very non-responsive yes it looks like and a he, mini pig in the blanket and he's like me. i suspect they have actual fingers and then he like they're just not talking he's like well, i'm gonna go wait in the library and he just hands xander <laughs> <Yeah>. his plate <laughs> yeah, so which funny. was really funny and uh, xander just holds it and then he's holding the sandwich which i thought was funny I know that like we don't like what Willow and Xander did, but them being like so mopey and like depressed afterwards mm-hmm. is so funny to me. Um, oh yeah, uh, and he's also like, I want to be here when Buffy, or whenever, how, however things turns out, right? Because he's gonna come back later for the coronation, and uh, for I Buffy's think coronation, her corner corner nation. I thought this was really sweet because the last dance, like I just mentioned, was an Inca mummy girl. And in that episode, Giles is like, Buffy, you have to patrol or something like that. While uh, Buffy was talking about wanting to go to dance and stuff. And uh, that was like in the part of season two where he's like, Buffy, you cannot have a life. You are the slayer. Uh, But now he's like supporting her, like running for homecoming queen. And he wants to come whenever the homecoming queen is elected. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was really sweet. Some little, some development in their relationship and Giles particular. In yes, particular, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he's like, uh, "Oh, it was a fine plan you had." As he's leaving, and Willow's like, "We did one fine thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so sad, and Xander's like, "They've been a while. They must be getting into it." <laughs> and we cut into Buffy and Cordelia running into like some abandoned shack, very run down. Buffy's like, "We should be safe for a while." 
Uh, you need to get a weapon, Cordelia. And Cordelia says, I'm not safe. I'm going to die. <laughs> and she's like, you will if you just stand here. Buffy tries to close a window and it just falls off, which is very <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, she's like closing all the curtains and like these shutters that are inside the cabin for some reason. Uh-huh. And then she grabs one that just, and she's kind of like, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And uh, Cordelia's like, I'm never going to be homecoming queen. I'm never going to graduate. I'm never going to know if it's real between me and Xander or if it was temporary insanity that made me think I loved him. <laughs> and I was like, Cordelia loves Xander. That's what I wrote. I was like, oh, Cordelia, Cordelia loves Xander. Xander. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I'm never going to get a chance to tell him. And then Buffy has this little pep talk with her. She's like, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go back to the library where Giles and the weapons live. Yes, very funny. And we're do it just in time for me, you to congratulate me on my sweeping victory as homecoming queen. Yes, and Cordelia's like, you just want to make me mad, so I'm not scared anymore. Well, you know what? It's working. Where's a damn weapon? <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then did you notice she's looking in this like end table and there's like a chicken lamp? I did not. It's like a stuffed chicken, like a fuzzy. That is so funny. Stuffed chicken lamp. <laughs> a chick, a chicken lamp, or some sort of bird. Uh, it may not have been a chicken. Oh, is that a chicken? Is that a chicken? <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> it, I don't know if it was a a, a chicken, but it's some sort of bird, and I thought it was really funny. And then she finds that spatula on the floor. Uh-huh. And while she's looking for a weapon, uh, Buffy's like, "You actually love him?" And Cordelia says, "Well, he grows on you like a chia, chia pet." pet. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. And she's like. Did you see anything or that's all you could find? She's like, just this and a telephone. And she's like, you didn't think that's important? And she's like, no, this is better for, and she like, she's like, swatting motion. Pretends to whack something with a spatula. And And then then she she goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think it's reasonable that Cordelia wouldn't think anything of the phone. Yeah. It's like an abandoned, but the the lamp turned on. Oh, that's true. But because I was like, why would this phone be hooked up? But if there's still electricity in the house. It's not necessarily abandoned. It's just shitty. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that someone does live here, evidenced by or the electricity. They're their, uh, their uh, summer cabin retreat. Perhaps. I don't know. So, <laughs> in the uh, middle also, of a town. Well, also, another thing is you could hollow out like the phone receiver and like fill it with dirt or something to make a weapon. Okay, black phone. You're a black phone. Yes. <laughs> that anyway. is what happens in the black phone, the movie. Wow, spoiler alert. You're a spoiler alert. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyway, we see the guy tracking the girls and he notices they've got a phone and he cuts the line just as Buffy is leaving a message for Giles. And it's got those like quintessential 90s, like I'm hacking everything. Yes, he's computer like computer graphics, which is like cl- a spinning clacking grid. on the keyboard. It's like a spinning grid. And yes. Like some some dots that kind of move across this grid. Uh-huh. It <laughs> does vaguely look like a map sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just. To me, it doesn't ever look like a map at all. It's there's, just the there's grid. There's one and part where there's like it. there's like topography kind of lines uh, on it okay, okay. for a second, but yeah, <laughs> most of the time it's just lo- like grids and dots. Yes, uh, Jungle Bob is still stuck, <laughs> and and Kulot Kulok Kulots Kulots what? It's oh Kulok. wait, Kulok. <laughs> Kulots are pants. He comes up in uh, Jungle Bob's still struggling with the trap, and he's like, you want me to cut that leg off? <laughs> he says, no, thanks. All right, I'm going to go kill these slayers and then do a John Wick movie. Yeah, right. Um, and we see the twins stalking through the forest, and they're getting instructions from the German other guy. Apple employees. Yes. 
Uh, and we see Giles listening to the message, which gives him just mm. enough information, which ends up not mattering at oh, all. And you, uh, <laughs> it's another old techie thing because you hear the tape rewinding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the, did you guys ever have an ma- answering machine yes. with tape? Uh-huh. And it, like with the really tiny little cassettes? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, we used to have one. Uh, Hello. No one is available to take your call. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so we go back inside the shack after we see Giles receiving the message. And Cordelia says, why is it every time I go somewhere with you, it always ends in violence and terror? <laughs> Flashback to Reptile Boy. Right. <laughs> and uh, she's like, welcome to my life. And Cordelia says, I don't want to be in your life. I want to be in mine. And Buffy's like, feel free to leave. Then she says, please feel free to walk out at any time and live your life. Yes. So, it was so sassy. I really liked it. It was so funny. Uh-huh. And Buffy's like, I spent a year's allowance on this dress. And I was like, Buffy, did you not spend a year's allowance on getting your apartment in Los Angeles? Where did the- You've had allowance this entire time? Her mom just gives her the allowance sometimes years in advance. <laughs> this was next year's allowance. She's already up to uh, halfway through college at this point. Uh, makes sense. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and she has that little monologue about how important Homecoming Queen is to her. Yeah, because Cordelia's like, I don't, I don't know why you care. You've got all of this Slayer stuff. And uh, Buffy's like, uh, I just wanted to know that I was chosen for something other than this and be reminded that I went to high school and I was there and I had friends. And she's like, besides. And then she cocks the gun. She's like, I look, cu- I look cute in a tiara. Yes, very funny. And that's when Kulak... Kulak? <laughs> Yeah. That's when Kulak breaks through the window and attacks. Buffy grabs some antlers off the wall. Yeah, because he knocks the gun out of her hand. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, Cordelia starts whacking him with a spatula. (laughs) To no effect. Good for you, Cordelia. Like, trying to fucking help. Good job. (laughs) He's just like... Doesn't even notice. And Buffy says, Core the gun. But and and Cordelia grabs the gun and then shoots, shoots like, like a, a vase on the wall or something. And then she's like, Cordelia, the spatula. <laughs> it's very funny. That joke kills me every time. And uh, Buffy keeps fighting while the twins load up a grenade thing into this grenade launcher and then they shoot it into the shack and it falls in between Buffy and Kulak. And Buffy and Cordelia jump through a window, and Kulak tries to jump out the opposite direction, but he just slams into the boards. Like, he got a boarded up window. Yes, and the shack explodes with mm. him in it. Rip. Rip Kulak uh, of the Mequot clan. Mm. <laughs> Kumquat. <laughs> uh so they they've gotten out and they run for the library in heels. They're running in heels. Mm-hmm. Uh that must be very hard for them. Mm. Uh, we see some weapons on a table in the library as we cut to the library and Tector and Candy are there. And Candy's like, I want to do Buffy. It's a wedding present for what happened to your brother. Oh, to your brother. <laughs> it's like, uh, they just always have to have the Southern people be so, sound so stupid. I, I, I still love it. I though. thought it was really funny. Too, yes. though. Yeah. And uh, oh, I was like, I, this also reminded me that we created the Giles knockout counter, and I don't think I've used it since Inca Mummy Girl. People have counted before. We don't need to. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> this, this would be added to the list if we were actually faithfully keeping track of it. Uh-huh. So yes, we see that Giles has been knocked out, and uh, Tector is like, she's going to come for her watcher. And I thought this was funny because it's at least the second time in the season so far that Giles has received information, but not been able to get it to Buffy and 
the like everything ends up okay anyway right because it, this happened in dead man's party as well because <laughs> oz never got to tell buffy how to get rid of the person wearing the well mask. i mean he wasn't going to tell her anything he was just going to help well, yeah, and then, but and he didn't get a chance yeah. to. <laughs> just well, he told Oz to tell her that the power is in its yeah. eyes. I'm talking about this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. So he didn't get he got the information, but he didn't get a chance right. to actually help with it. Uh, that was so funny to me. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to happen again. I legitimately do not know. And he has he was drinking out of his signature mug too, which oh, uh, kiss the librarian. I think it's, no, no. Oh, it's the. It's, <laughs> I don't think that's his signature mug. Um, no, it's just like that. It's like a kind of jade green color. Uh, okay. Okay. And it's, I always just think it's really pretty. I'm like, I want that. Mug. <laughs> hey, uh, anyone who knows where to find Buffy replica mugs. <laughs> uh, so we cut to break after we see him unconscious. Then we see the tracker guy, uh, saying, Ooh, they're headed into town. And Mr. Trick is very impressed that they got away. Give it up for the slayers. And then there's a knock at the door and he mm-hmm. answers it. And some police just grab him and take him. Uh, Mm -hmm. typical behavior (laughs) right uh we cut back to the school which buffy and cordelia are in now and buffy's saying we just need to get the germans and the gorches and then we can get get back to home coming in time for the coronation and uh, they get into the library and immediately candy attacks buffy cordelia throws buffy the spatula and buffy stakes candy with the spatula yeah is the spatula sharp on the wooden end? It's made out of wood. I mean, she's a slayer. She's got strength. <laughs> that like a th- sh- that must have been really hard to shove a blunt spatula handle into a vampire. I mean, she bent a gun. That's true. She did bend a gun. <laughs> she got the strength. She lifted up that one gate in Anne and only was sore for the next day. She li- she worked the glutes and the calves. And the calves, yes. She's got the juice. <laughs> she's got she's got the juice. That's right, Zach. so as buffy stakes candy candy like shoves her against the wall and buffy's knocked unconscious very conveniently but she staked uh candy before getting yes she did she and uh she gets uh, and the guy's (laughs) like candy 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 Candy. (laughs) it is so funny jesse uh that's a reference just for us it's a Geico commercial. We talked about it before. We have. We have, haven't we? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we probably talked about that in episode two. <laughs> of memories. Jesse? Jesse? Uh, <laughs> and then Cordelia fucking uh, steps the fuck up. As soon as Buffy goes unconscious, uh, Lyle's like, I won't kill both you slayers for this. <laughs> and Cordelia gets in his face and we see that Giles is conscious now. And she goes, uh, I hear you, you redneck. Uh, you got a dress that goes with that hat. Mm. And he's like, I'm going to. And she's like, do what? Rip out my innards, my eyeballs, eat my brain for brunch. Uh, we've taken out four of your cronies and your girlfriend. And he goes, wow. <laughs> he's so mad. Mm-hmm. In the end, Buffy's just the runner up. I'm the queen. You get me mad. What do you think I'm going to do to you? <laughs> and she stares him down and he goes, later. And he just <laughs> leaves. <laughs> Which, Lyle Gorch is really, such a fucking coward. It's really funny too, like the way it's, it's like the same basically as his interaction with Buffy eggs. last time. Yeah, it's a mirror of that. It was really fun. Well, uh, I it's like an interesting thing, like both a comparison and like the differences between Buffy and Cordelia because they're both fucking badasses. Mm-hmm. But Buffy scared Lyle away by beating up like this weird lumpy creature. <laughs> 
in the ground that ate his brother. <laughs> and Cordelia has scared Lyle away by being a, like an indignant badass who like uses words really well and is super confident. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like how you just made it. You just like totally wrote off Buffy uh, killing this giant monster. <laughs> like she just like beat up this lumpy thing or whatever. And Cordelia yes. yelled at him. <laughs> Basically. Cleverly. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's interesting that they both have, you know, quote unquote, defeated Lyle Gorch by making him run away by mm-hmm. scaring him mm-hmm. in these two different ways. Like Buffy has super strength and like right. agility and she's clever and stuff. But Cordelia has superhuman indignance <laughs> and is the head bitch in charge. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And after the commercial break, she's like, that'll teach him to mistake you for a slayer. <laughs> yes. Very funny. And Jazz is like, I feel partly responsible. I gave tacit approval to your friends to switch the limo pickup or whatever. <laughs> and then he also casually says, I don't remember them saying anything about a corsage. And that's when we see this like kind of comically big tracker inside. Right. Like it. I guess they weren't really looking too hard at the corsages, but like mm. there's a tracker in the corsages and Buffy's like, I need some wet toilet paper. And Cordelia goes, yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Very funny. You know, obviously Buffy has a plan. We see the Germans in the school with the guns and uh, they have these night vision goggles, which is so funny to me. And they just think like, they're like, I mean, I guess it's sneakier to walk around in the dark. Well, okay. So first of all, there's something happening in the school. So right. the lights should be on. Yeah. Also. Well, not in the whole school. Yeah, sure. Uh, but like you can see things just fine. Like Willow, it's not, not, not Willow. Buffy and Cordelia got through the hallway just fine without <laughs> night vision goggles. But they have all the tech. They're tech. Yeah. They, they're, t- they're spies. They got gadgets. Yeah, they're spy girls. So uh, th- we see Buffy run across the hall through one of their goggles and uh, one of them goes in after her, and the other one stays in the hallway. They're getting directions from the guy in the wheelchair. And uh, he's like, fire when ready. You're getting close. And then Buffy like pops up from a hiding spot behind one of them and throws the toilet paper onto him. And he's like, they're there. And the two German guys... Uh, end up shooting each other through the wall. And it's really weird that they just keep shooting. They just keep shooting. Like shooting through the wall. I mean, those are pretty high power looking guns. That makes sense. But they just keep shooting each other. (laughs) Yeah. I did. I was not expecting to have gun murder in this episode. Mm -hmm. And then, oh yeah. And then like, how'd they clean up after that one? Yeah, right. Exactly. What the fuck did they like? Imagine this, like, Snyder must have walked in and been like, there's fucking brains on my floor. What happened? There's two dead Germans in here. I knew I shouldn't have let Buffy back in. Also, can we talk, too, about how, like, uh, there's this older Britishy gentleman who's dressed not not unflamboyantly with these two, like, studly oh. assassins. Oh, dear. <laughs> I had not thought about that. Assassin daddy. Assassin daddy. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I meant to comment on that earlier and I hadn't brought it up. That guy, when the dots, first of all, why would the dots disappear on his map? The trackers didn't get destroyed. Uh, But anyway. Well, maybe the trackers could tell when the person they were tracking was dead. They were linked to uh, biometric. Neural radiation <laughs> <laughs> and 
and once they could detect the electromagnetic field around the, which you no longer emit once you die it was um yeah uh yeah so anyway that doesn't make any sense but he says i won hmm. uh which he clearly didn't we see mr trick being brought into the mayor's office the mayor introduces himself as richard wilkins and he says you're mr trick please sit down he comments his, on his suit and mr trick says well clothes make the man and the mayor's like but you're not a man, are you, Mr. Trick? Mm. Oh, the mayor knows what the fuck is up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, I've been the mayor for quite some time. Oh. I like things to run smoothly. I didn't really notice it till this scene, but the uh, his suit is giving Mary, Mary Sanderson's color palette. Oh, it really is, Hocus isn't Pocus. it? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, he says, uh, this is an important year. And Mr. Trick's like, election year, like kind of making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And he says something like that. Hmm. Something like that. What could he mean? Uh, and Mr. Trick's like, if you're going to tell me I don't fit in in your quiet little neighborhood, skip it. That got old way before I became a vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice that we're acknowledging how uh, Mr. Trick was presumably alive during, you know, Jim Crow and stuff like that. Or just alive and black any time in the last... <laughs> in any time to ever in America. Years, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, the mayor's like, children are the heart of a community, uh, but the rebellious element needs to be dealt with. They're our future. We need them. I need them. And Mr. Trek is like, ooh, the rebellious element might be taken care of this very night. And the mayor knows about Slayer Fest, obviously. He's been surveilling. And he says it's a very enterprising idea. That's what Mr. Trek Trick does. He has enterprising ideas. Remember, mm-hmm. he's going to make Sunnydale an internet hub. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, I need that initiative on my team. And Mr. Trick's like, what if I don't want to join your team? And the mayor's like, I think we're going to get all- along really well. That's not going to be a problem. Moist, moist towelette. Moist <laughs> I was like, I, I was thinking like, ooh, he soaked the moist towelette in holy water. And he's going <laughs> to intimidate him by like. No, he just really likes things clean. <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny. We cut back to the homecoming dance. And someone is announcing the queen. And uh, Xander is like, what's keeping them? And Oz sees them coming in. And he says, I'm going to say mud wrestling because their <laughs> dresses are really dirty. Xander's uh, uh, like, oh, what my God, what did you do to each other? <laughs> so funny. And Buffy's like, long story. And Cordelia says, got, got hunted. hunted. And that's the second time they've used that joke. Yeah, exactly. Because they did it before when Faith met Oz. <laughs> yeah. Got like, bit. I got bit. <laughs> it's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. So a couple like little callbacks in this episode to other things I loved, like the Lyle Gorch thing and the mm-hmm. that one joke and very funny. It's a solid joke. Uh, and Buffy's like, I'll tell you one thing. You don't want to mess with Cordelia. And Sanders like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's clear. like He's like, huh, I didn't just uh, cheat on my girlfriend. Right. Uh, I, I wrote Akko laugh. Um, and, uh, Cordelia's like, you know, after all we've been through, this seems pretty. And Buffy goes, damn, damn important. important. Cordelia's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when we the, get the tie fake out. Yes, it's a tie. And, and they then look the camera, they look at each other. The camera goes up to them. It's Holly Blake and sorry, it's Holly Charleston and Michelle Blake. 
and Buffy and Cordelia are like, fuck this shit. Whatever. And they just leave while Holly and Michelle are giving a speech. And like they kind of, they're saying like, I can't believe it. I can't. And then like, it and then it cuts, cuts to, to credits. credits. Uh-huh. Like, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> so funny. And that is Homecoming. We home came. Uh, I mean, it, we home went. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but that was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being a really good episode, shall we rate it on a scale of one to ten stakes? Yeah, I don't think we need an in memoriam this episode. We had a few we little. We could do deaths. Kulak of the Mequot Clan and uh, Kumquat. <laughs> and um, uh, the German Property Brothers. Uh, rest no, in I peace, don't. German Property Brothers and no, I don't Kumquat think of I, the uh, and Candy Gorge. <laughs> In Candy Court. Yeah, I don't think we need to memorialize. <laughs> uh, yes. So as we go through the series, series we the are series. the series. We're gonna rate each episode on a scale of one to ten. Stakes, Zach. How many stakes would you give this episode? I give this an eight stakes. I think Ooh. it's pretty good. Yeah, this is a pretty good episode. Um, you know, the first half is a little, it's a, it's a little bit slow, maybe, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's kind of annoying for me as an audience member that they're just like, okay, Scott breaks up with Buffy. The first, yeah, the first kind of third of it feels completely different and like disconnected from the last. But third I of do it. think it does give two thirds as uh, as math. <laughs> as poorly as it stacks up against the rest of the episode. I think it does give some nice setup for the rest of the episode i'm gonna well give it and there's it's building stuff for what's to come so it's like yes they they couldn't you know mm-hmm. and i'm so i don't i don't fault it that much but yeah mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give the episode an 8.5 the extra mm-hmm. 0.5 is for you candy <laughs> candy candy <laughs> dr scott and okay lyle gorch is actually gone now right mm. how you yeah i think fuck so you bitch <laughs> i don't i don't think he comes back uh, it would be, I mean, he's, so Lyle Gorch, like this really like, he's kind of like a fearsome vampire is how Giles described him back in Bad Well, Eggs. they were fearsome together. That's true. But now. But he's just walking around now. Tector's all dead. Yep. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meeting a vampire, getting married, robbing a bank. Robbing a bank. Getting non-consecutive bills. <laughs> all right. So, Kyle, now that we've done that, let's talk about episode MVP. Who slayed it for you, honey? We've never oh. done this before, okay, and I want to try it. Uh, I want us to say it at the same time, okay? Oh, okay. I'm gonna, it's going to go three, two, one, and then you say it, okay? Uh-huh. Ready? Three, two, one. Cordelia. It's a tie. Oh, okay. Buffy and Cordelia. God damn it. I just want to... <laughs> I was like, we're definitely going to have the same person. Okay, you can make it a tie. Thanks. I'm going to give it to Cordelia. Yeah, I mean, I I do think overall probably it is a little bit more Cordelia's episode. But yeah, I think I, I said it's a tie because one, I thought that would be funny because of how the episode was. And two, I do feel like they kind of both equally contributed to getting themselves out of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Buffy did obviously contribute a lot, and she's like the main hero. And Cordelia would be dead without Buffy, probably. Yeah, but Buffy. Also, Buffy would <laughs> also, Buffy would be dead without Cordelia. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm giving it to Cordelia and not going with the tie thing is because, you know, she was just such a badass. And I don't think she's ever, like, faced up to a monster in this way before. Mm-hmm. And, like just completely fucking bodied them with just being Cordelia. And it's really awesome. She's, she's really great in this episode. She just defeated a vampire with the reading challenge. Yes, exactly. She's like, actually, uh, 
I am the queen and what do you think I'm going to do to you? <laughs> and it's just so awesome. And I loved it. And like Cordelia, it's just kind of always had this, this indignant streak within her, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to monsters. Uh, like her and is your like word of the day. Yeah, I know. I've been, I was thinking, I watched this episode before my last shift of the week. And mm-hmm. so well, on my last shift of the week, I was thinking about it the whole time and indignant just kept coming up in my brain. <laughs> and now I keep saying it. Um, but like, it reminds me like she was, <laughs> she said like, I, I want to say she tried to stand up to Marcy a little bit and out of mind, out of sight. Like she was like insulting her when they were tied up or whatever. That might be wrong. But in prophecy girl, the main thing I wanted to mention was remember when that vampire like reached through the window of the library door and mm-hmm. she bit him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, see how you like it. Yeah. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> like, this is what we were building up to in that. Oh moment. yeah. So yeah. It's mm-hmm. also fun to see her be able to kind of channel her superpower into fighting evil yeah she hasn't really got to do that directly so far she just kind of helps out with other little things and in a meta way knowing that she originally went for buffy yeah uh, uh-huh, that's like very her cool getting a chance to kind of face off against a monster mm-hmm. so uh it's it's really nice that we have this little moment with cordelia mm. all right so it's time for our brief queer analysis of the episode zach what do you got for us I got something brief and queer. Brief and queer. You got briefs for me? Mm. Boxer briefs. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, I took in the idea of trying to escape the reality of your life by throwing your sem- yourself fanatically into something. Oh, yes. Seems really queer to me. Uh-huh. Uh, particularly for high school students who, like, you know, maybe haven't accepted who they are or fully realized, you know, their queer selves yet. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it, you know, it's something that like what Buffy does with the homecoming queen thing where she like decides, you know, I want my life to be something different or I want to cling on to something that's like what other people have. And so she throws herself into it so deeply and becomes like, it becomes kind of like an obsession and she's like working so hard to convince people to vote for her and like changing the way she acts around people and making penis shaped cupcakes and uh, <laughs> yes. you know, all sorts of things. Um, and I just think, you know, that that's something at least I can personally relate to. And to uh-huh. me, it feels very queer because, you know, there's different ways that people can do it. They can get really into like activism. They could get really into trying to build some sort of persona to protect themselves from rejection which is kind of, I mean, a little bit of like what Buffy's doing uh, or they can really throw themselves into like hobbies and nerddoms like board games, Disney movies, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that's just a few of mine. Well, and also there's a thing where like uh, maybe uh, like a queer person in high school might be inclined to like stay out of the spotlight and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps at some point they're like, oh, I haven't been involved in anything in my high school. And Mm -hmm. so they like get really into something like homecoming. Right. Exactly. That's possible. Yeah. Someone could relate to it in that way. Very nice. Very good addition to the queer analysis. I tried. Well, anyway, that's it. Queer analyzed. Queer analyzed. Boom. Boom, boom. Queer analyzed. But yeah. I don't jump guns. I, I am, am the, the boom, boom, boom gun. gun. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what you what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're going to do. Anyway. That was, that's Cordelia to Buffy this entire episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
we have to do that. Something. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, so now let's move on to the gayest moment. Kyle, what is the gayest moment? I'm going to ask for some help with this one. I have a couple choices. Mm. So my first choice is, I feel like, pretty obvious. Shirtless twins wrestling each other? I mean, so <laughs> with Angel, he was like <laughs> naked and we saw his bare ass. So like that mm-hmm. was definitely the gayest. I'm not going to do it with shirtless twins. The bare ass. <laughs> yes. Um, so the first one feels obvious to me it's cordelia reading the shit out of lyle <laughs> and sort yeah. of buffy like at the same time right uh the second one is the well i guess it does involve the shirtless twins because i was going to say a campaign a homecoming campaign montage uh interspersed with shirtless exercising <laughs> yeah i'm gonna pick that one yeah i think that's it uh so the campaign montage is our gayest moment shout out episode. to uh Two old queens. Yet again. The the montage category. Yes. All right, Zach, that is our episode. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find us? Yeah. We podcasted it. We can't unpodcast it. (laughs) Yes. Well, that is it for Homecoming. Thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Support us by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BuffyGaysPod. Uh-huh. And you can also reach out to us through our email at BuffyGays at gmail.com. I just got an email from uh, someone recently who uh, has a t- story to tell us about a season five episode that he he was like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. And I was like, ooh, suspense. <laughs> we love story time. And he also talked to us about something that's in a later episode of this season. So. Uh, excited to talk about those things uh, you can also leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash buffygaze please share with your friends uh, this has been season 3 episode 5 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer join us next week for episode 6 band candy Ooh, another Ooh. one I'm really excited for delicious uh, Joyce is in that one Joyce was not in this one so mm. till next time I am Kyle and je suis Zach and we are your Buffy Buffy Candy! <laughs> Logo. Logo. <clears throat> Logo, my ego.